Hello, and welcome to the That's P1 podcast. I'm Ryan Thomas. And I'm Sarah. And that's it. No last name. Uh, why? Yeah. We don't need to know. Mm-mm. This is a podcast for people who have gotten into Formula One from Drive to Survive on Netflix, but wondered, well, what's next? How do I get actually into the sport now that I care about these people and these storylines? I want to learn a little more, but I don't want to get into math too much. (laughs) We're the podcast for you. We can give you some perspective (laughs) without going too super deep. We're... (laughs) That's what she said. That's what she said. We're regular sports fans living in Dallas, and we're regular people, never cared about sports driving fast, NASCAR turning left, until Netflix came out with their show, and now when it's a race weekend, it's we don't orient our weekend around it, but we make sure to watch Quali and the race, and that's a place I never thought I'd be. So yeah. we're... <clears throat> Go along with this journey, but if you get really into this, you need to go past us and find a different <laughs> podcast because we are going to stay very mid casual. Yeah, but we had the Mexican, no, we had the Mexico City Grand Prix mm-hmm. on Monday or Tuesday. They changed the name or announced that oh. they were changing the name from the Mexican Grand Prix or the Mexico GP. To the Mexico City. Why? I'm not sure. In Brazil, it's actually not Brazil anymore. It's oh. the, I think it's Sao Paulo. Okay. It's the city where Interlagos, the racetrack is. Oh. Those two have now changed from so the country Grand Prix city. to be city. Not okay. sure if that's a Formula One thing or an FIA thing or if more. that's the tracks okay. themselves. But okay. Mexico City Grand Prix. In Mexico. In Mexico. But don't call it the Mexican Yeah, it's not the Mexican Grand Prix. <laughs> it was in Mexico City, which is part of Mexico. A lot of Mexicans there. But it's not right. the Mexican Grand Prix. Mexico City Grand Prix. Going into it, obviously the race is Sunday. Qualification is Saturday. Practice is Friday. I was excited on Tuesday and Wednesday because of what we got to see on social media with Checo mm-hmm. and knowing this is Sergio Perez's home race. Mm-hmm. It's been two years since he could race at home. This is a big deal. And he's coming off a big high from the Austin win. Mm-hmm. Getting a good podium. I mean, people were, and he got a, not just a good podium, but people were so excited to see him. He was heavily a favorite there going into the then where you're going to be even more of a favorite he was coming in on a high. Red Bull was coming in on a high. Yeah, they really were. This was a going to be a big fun week, no matter what. And it was also cool. It was cool two ways for me. One, cool to see them lean into the Mexican stuff and more Dia de los Huertes mm-hmm. or the mariachi version of their racing suits. Mm-hmm. But then also that... It's Checo. It's the second driver, which for Red Bull, if you watch Drive to Survive, which you have if you listen to this, that's a cursed seat. Yeah, they've never really cared about the second. So to actually give him his own 
social media video mm-hmm. and sort of a Twitter takeover. Mm-hmm. That says something. And I, it'll be, a, I guess, next year before we go back to Canada. But I don't think you're going to see Aston Martin doing a big thing for Lance going back to Canada or Williams doing it for Latifi. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see Red Bull flex their muscles and give him not the B team for support. Yeah, they haven't done that. I think they also realize that for from a PR standpoint, Checo's a easier. He's a safe bet to get behind. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the midfield we've seen in these seasons of Drive yeah, to Survive. But people are going to love or hate Max, but most people just like Checo. Mm-hmm. He's not likely to do something that makes people get angry. Yeah, he's so, not polarizing. Yeah, he's a really easy one to get behind and get excited and roll out the good team for because he's good PR. Yeah, he's just great. So. So that was fun to see. I enjoyed that. And then historically, this has been a Red Bull track mm-hmm. because of altitude and because of the way the engines and turbos are made. Red Bull has done really well here. So a lot of people were wondering, man, if he qualifies really well, if he gets the jump on Max, if he's in front leading his home Grand Prix, are Red Bull going to let him win? Or are they going to say, we have to switch. You need to let Max win to get the most points. And I was legitimately torn thinking, (laughs) okay, if Max gets first and Hamilton gets third, That's a lot of points. That's a big gap. That really helps him get one hand on the trophy. But, Mm -hmm. man, I would love to see Checo win his home Grand Prix. Yeah. I think everybody wanted to see him win his home Grand Prix. but It wasn't to be. No, and I think whether they would have let him win or not, I think it really would have depended on did he get up front and could they move it without could they switch places without it being a problem? And most likely the only way it could have been not a problem if this Lewis was right there. So I feel like everything would have had to align just right for Checo to get P1. Mm-hmm. It would have been hard. Yeah. Awesome, but hard. Yeah. So it was just, and it's exciting to see him finally have a car that is Powerful enough to win. Mm-hmm. All the seasons of Drive to Survive, where they've gone to Mexico, he hasn't finished in the points. He's had a crap car. So his first goal is just score points in front of the crowd, not finish early. Yeah. Then get on the podium, then win. And he did almost all of those. He did. But it that's a spoiler. A I don't want to get to that. Oh, I mean, okay. If you're listening to this, you watch. If, if you're yeah. coming here to find Can out it what be a happened, spoiler when it's already happened, happened in the past. And if you're coming here to find out what happened, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> it's live sport. <laughs> you should just watch and hear about what we think about it. But anyway, so that's going into the weekend, and it looked like this is going to be a Red Bull walk away. Okay. They're going to have no problem. They're going to lock it out. They're going to lock out the front row, one and two. Max and Checo get a one, two. Red Bull haven't had a one, two in forever. Mm-hmm. 
They're going to get the maximum number of points, really dent Mercedes in the championship, and it's going to be crazy. Okay. But Friday, free practice one, which is the first practice session of the week, Mercedes is the fastest. Yep. Sort of a surprise, but sort of not, because we've seen in the U.S. and in a few other tracks that they and Ferrari are running their engines at a higher rate, at a bigger power setting than other teams. So they look faster, but everyone else isn't really pushing as hard. Yeah. Well, Red Bull hasn't always done well on practice. Mm-mm. They have problems. It was a really dusty track because it hadn't been run on in two years. Yeah. Shouldn't they like get the track ready? That was something I had questions on. Of I don't understand. Why didn't they prep more? And no one on Sky, the commentators, no one was griping about that. Which makes me think that's just par for the course. But I still don't understand why you wouldn't rent three street sweepers. Run them three across. Or just... I mean, during the week, there's things going on. So why didn't they have safety car <laughs> just drive through just several times? Develop like, a line. Like I, That's what I didn't understand. But Either way, super that, dusty. Maybe that's part of the sport. Yeah, that's the other podcast that gets really deep into lap times and deltas. Ugh. I say Delta and your face just contorts your like, math. Oh. Gross. You get tired of You, David. <laughs> no. So. Well, then if you're going to talk about practice, you also talk have to talk about Checo hurts his car. Yeah. And it's the first practice, right? Mm-hmm. It was, he, yeah. First one. It spins his car or something. He gets right off. And we saw this. I in, don't watch practice, by the way. What well, you do Let's if I have it on? Let's just put that out. I'm in the room, but I don't usually watch practice. It's <laughs> practice, if you're going in person, practice <laughs> is totally worth going to because it's just cars running around pretty constantly. But if you're on TV, it's really weird because you don't know what's happening. And we'll talk about that when we do our preseason intro next season. But not <clears> a lot's happening. You don't really know. But so that's why I'm like, he did it. Something, something happened. Oh, we didn't see it. Yeah. He got off his line. And because of all the dust, they were going around. <laughs> and as they did their laps, they were cleaning off the dust. And so they were making this this path that was clean and sticky with rubber. If you stepped off that path, it was really slick. For a, a Formula One perspective, entire perspective, and going into the you mean last on the track, yeah, on the track. Thank you. And going into the last turn to try to position your car for the best time, you wouldn't necessarily do this in a race, but you take the angle a little differently to get straight quicker to get across the uh, the start finish time, the timeline, and. It's, that's all great when it works, but if you get an inch off the path as you do that to take that weird line, mm-hmm. you're going to slip and move. And Checo did that, and his car slid, went into the wall, he bent it, and mm. 
as he pulled into the pit box, I can't remember which letters were missing. On the back, it usually says Honda real big on their rear wing. It either said Hon or Nda, but half of it was gone. And not hanging off, dragging behind, it was just gone. It just wasn't there. And so that caused them problems just because you don't bring infinite number of parts. They have to shuffle yeah. things around. But that then takes away time for him to to run practice and get reps in. Yeah. So. That was just something that. It was interesting. Yeah. And he was fine. But. But nothing else really happened interesting in the other practices. They but, were where they were. Mercedes was fast in the first one as everybody started stretching their legs and really trying. Red Bull was ahead by six tenths of a second in the other practices, which is massive. But still heading into quality, it seemed like things were tipping a little bit more in Mercedes favor than Red Bull. I felt like from what, what I was reading on Twitter is what it seemed like. Okay. I, I was two hours behind. I was in Arizona this weekend. So I was watching on Twitter as I watched practices in in the midst of the stuff I was doing this weekend. I I thought it was going Red Bull's way, but that's the great <laughs> thing about the sport is it really doesn't matter because it's it's the stopwatch, it's the time. Yeah. So so let's go to quality because that that's where you decide, that's, and that's where things start to get interesting this weekend mm-hmm. was quality. And in quali, on Saturday, uh, Red Bull had come out of free practice three being really fast. So some of the people I was watching or listening to were saying, okay, uh, looks like Red Bull's going to walk away with this, get a lockout. Okay. Quali one, the first session, Max runs one time. Mm-hmm. Because his first one was massively quick. He goes into the pits and just hangs out. Because he doesn't need to use another set of tires. Which is what they've done before. Mm-hmm. This is fairly as, common. As you run in qualification, as more people put rubber down, the track gets faster. They call that track evolution. But the numbers guys, the strategists, know, okay, this time, a 116.8 or a 117.5 or whatever it is, that's going to be the cutoff time. And you just <clears> have to beat five people. And they knew... Uh, you're well below that max. Just hang out, grab some water, grab some Red Bull. And Mercedes, uh, Mercedes needed two runs to beat Max. They used two times, and Valtteri beat Max by six hundredths with track evolution, which is kind of like okay, Max can do that once. Walk off. Merck needs some other chances to try to get that fast. Okay, this is kind of shaping up Red Bull's way. Okay, similar thing happened in Quali two. The only other interesting thing in Q1 was Lance did a very similar thing. Lance. Like pretty soon into it, they had to stop Quali because Lance oversteered and spun his car and completely wrecked it. So everybody had to come in and they stopped it and it, it was stopped for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. A long time while they repair the barrier, cleaned up all the debris, and pulled his car into the garage so they could hopefully fix it overnight. It was bad enough. You kind of wondered, 
I hope he can start yeah, tomorrow. The team must have worked overnight. They must have done a lot. But that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so what else was interesting about that wreck? <laughs> so you see it you see it go red. And they weren't on Lance at the time. And so Mm-mm. this guy's like, whoa, what happened? And then it cuts to his car sitting stationary perpendicular on the straight, which is not where you want to yeah, be. Yeah, it didn't look good. And there's just debris around him. And then they show the clip and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope he's okay. And it took him a while to answer back. But it always seems like it takes a while whenever mm-hmm. they say, hey, so-and-so, you, you okay? okay? It seems like it always takes a second before you hear that, yeah. The only person who I feel like has a legitimate reason to answer slowly is Roman Grosjean. Because, oh, oh, I'm gosh. engulfed in fire. I ha- Give me a minute. She was literally unconscious the for man a, on fire. a couple of seconds. Yeah. As his wife is, I'm sure, fond of him saying. But then we hear a radio message. <laughs> a very casual radio message. Very casual. Of Lewis going, is he okay? And that almost exact intonation. Mm-hmm. Not a, oh, is he okay? It was a... Is he okay? Is he okay? And then... Like, Bono, his engineer they says, all say, A-firm, yep, he's good. Okay. It sounds like any other time that a driver will just check on the, make sure the other person's okay. However. And then, I don't remember which one it was. It was somebody on Sky. It was somebody on Sky. I don't know which one it was. said, oh, yeah, that's Lewis checking on his good friend, Lance. Good friend? I have never heard anything about the two of them being good friends. Like, I'm sure they're cordial. Yeah, cordial acquaintances. But we have never seen anything or heard anything about them ever talking to each other. And they don't even both live in Canada. Yeah, they don't even live by each other. We never see them like hanging out. They're not doing Insta posts together. They're not on Twitch. They're not going up and down the paddock. Saying hi, like... Oh, I know why. I just figured it out. Why? They're both loners. Nobody really wants to sit with Lewis at the lunch table because he's won all the time. Everybody's tired of it. (laughs) Nobody wants Lance to sit at their lunch table because he's a big douche. But they're not the only loners. Well, Most F1 drivers tend to be loners. I mean, outside of the big clique. Of, of the young guys. but I'm saying like the young guys, that's part of what makes them so unique is that they are all friends. Because most of the time it is a very loner type. Yeah, that's true. Thing. So the aberration is the young guys being buddy, buddy. Yeah, I guess that that's probably true. Yeah. You're right. No, but I think it's because Lance Stroll's PR people said, Fuck, nobody cares about us. Hey, hey, Lewis, can you just pretend to be friends and maybe that'll like show us like we're cool, okay? That's what I think it was. They donated to Lewis's charity. Yep. Uh-huh. And they're like, look, we'll give you a million dollars to your foundation. Yep. If at some point this season you can work in 
something about Lance, and then we'll separately get Sky to know, hey, yeah. we're good friends. And that's not an unheard of PR move. No way. To get somebody to, hey, will you just come walk through here, take a couple of pictures with so-and-so. That's all you have to do. Like That's a very common PR well, we, strategy. We know uh, Gene Jones has a deal with all the NFL networks to make sure that every Cowboys game gets her art in the stadium yeah. shown and talked about. Sky yeah. Mirror is so, there all the time. I I totally think that was a... I don't know. Maybe this week we're going to find out like they're... They're super best friends. Like we're going to look best horrible. Best friends. Yeah, like they dog sit for each other and... Their flats are next door to each other yeah. and... But whatever. But I thought that was interesting in quality. Mm -hmm. And it was a good opportunity for us to see one of our favorite guys, Karun Chandok. Yeah. Do commentary on, they call it the Skypad. It's it's the big board where they're using touch to draw. And yeah. they figured that out. It looks really cool. I think better than any other sport. But we walked through that. He did a that. really good job of explaining what happened. And the. The turning angle, I'm doing that with my mm -hmm. hand. You guys can't see that. You know, I do that all the time when I'm on the phone and things. I've like, oh, it's this and the, this other and thing. I'm like, oh, you can't see, but I'm God, being very it. clear in my hand gestures. Yeah, if you could just see me, you'd know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. And you wouldn't have to ask me these other and stupid questions. And yet I questions. hate doing Zoom meetings. Well, Zooms just suck. <laughs> Zooms are horrible. But he did a great job explaining... That it's inches. Yeah. Lance oversteered, but it, it was literally, like you said, inches. It wasn't a huge giant. It was, it was enough to make it seem a huge mistake because of the spin and out of control you get. Small mistake, big impact, big yeah. effect. It was interesting. But that was it in Q1. Yeah. Everybody you expect makes it through. Then in Q2. Oh, oh, oh. No, go ahead what you're saying, yeah. then I'm going to give my favorite quote. I know, you're ready. I remember you oh, texted me. I screenshotted it so I could get it correct. <laughs> I didn't want to mess this one up. Oh, this was so great. So then we go into Q2, and in a in a macro view, start to finish. Oh, oh go, go. Max ends up doing his one run. He gets first. Valtteri does two times. He ends up getting in front using track evolution, but Max doesn't really try again because they know we're getting through. Mm -hmm. Everybody else kind of does the same thing. Uh, something that, that'll come up later, even though Yuki Tsunoda was going to take an engine penalty, AlphaTauri said, hey, let's go ahead and let you qualify up high because ideally let's get you into Q3 so you can give a toe to Pierre Gasly and get him to go faster. So he goes on the softs and he gets through. But aside from that, it goes about how you'd expect. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of time because things are going very orderly. There's plenty of time for them to just talk and vamp and talk about things they're seeing. And one of those things they were seeing is what made me chuckle. And you watch this after I'd, I'd already gone to sleep my time and I, I woke up and I saw this text message from you and kind of your running thread of what you were seeing <laughs> and it cracked me up 
and it clearly cracked you up for good reason. So what was it? What did you see? What did they say that got your attention? So there's, like you said, it was a little quiet. And then Sky One says, oh, worth mentioning that Raikkonen is out there for Q2. We don't often get the chance to say that. And that cracked me up. Because they're not wrong. Kimi Raikkonen making Q2 is very rare. He has You can been... thank Lance Stroll for that. Yeah. He's often one of the five slowest cars, which means you're out in the first run. Yeah. But I just thought that was so funny that they were they were just right out there with like, huh. That's weird. Look, he's out there. That's so strange. Because it is a bit. And we'll tell you it's strange. I like that they don't hide. They don't act like he's here all the time. And they don't say, oh, Kimi Raikkonen's here in Q2. That's usual. They say... Okay, we don't usually get to say that, so we're gonna, because we can. I feel like in in F1, everybody is pretty self-aware in where they stand in the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know if you're a top-tier one, you know when you're the bottom, and you know when you're midfield. Like, that's some good self-awareness. And it's weird coming from an American sports mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, where you're supposed to always believe that you can go to the Super Bowl no matter what. And the bad teams are told, don't act like you know you're back. You would never hear the coach of the Giants, Joe Judge, saying, man, we're just hoping we don't get down by 20 points going into halftime. Yeah. And F1 teams will routinely say, look, we're just hoping. We just want to be number 11 out there this week. If we can get 11th or 12th, we're going to be happy. And that's, I'm still adjusting to that. It's still novel to hear people talk like that. Yeah. It's, that's interesting. But so that, that was the best part of Q2. Yeah. And it, it continues it to look like, okay, Red Bull's going to take this. Mm-hmm. When they keep trying, they're the fastest. And so we go into Q3 and everybody. Nothing much happens. Sends out your cars two by two because you want to get a tow. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk a little bit more about it in a minute. But they go out. Max is fastest. And then Checo's third fastest. Mm-hmm. Okay? On pace. Mm-hmm. Everything looks good. Then all of a sudden the Mercs finish their runs. And the Mercs are one and two. And it's, well, wait a minute. Okay, that's not as scheduled. And it looks like the Red Bull was trying. Huh. And Max is complaining. He always complains. But he's, compl- I mean, and he's complaining about the cars. Like, hey, this is not good. This, I mean. Yeah. Normally he's complaining about other people. Because he does. He complains mm-hmm. about other people all the time. Yep. And so it's interesting to hear him complain about the car. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes out or goes back to the pits, get your tires ready, time your outlap to go get your second run in before the timer goes. And so going out two by two means that someone is in front of the other person. The person in front is kind of parting the air in front to give a toe, makes the person Mm -hmm. in back go faster. In Mercedes, 
they have the air or outward facing equality and that every other week it changes who gets to choose who goes out first or second in Red Bull. It's always Max goes out second. So he always gets the toe. Oh, yeah, of course. So they go out. Alpha Tauri, the sister team to Red Bulls in front of them. With Sonoda, the only reason he's in Q3, because he's going to start at the back, is to give Pierre Gasly his toe to get him to qualify maybe a little higher than he should Mm -hmm. to get his car to go faster. So they do their thing. Sonoda gives the toe and then moves over so Gasly can go finish his lap in front and not be bothered by Yuki's dirty air. But as that happens, the Red Bulls are approaching. And Checo's chasing down Sonoda really fast because he's on a push, like, really fast lap. And Sonoda's just chilling, just going into the pits. And they tell him, hey, Checo's approaching on a push lap, going fast. And where he is on the track, he kind of, he just has to move off to the side. That surprises Checo and startles him. So he makes a mistake and starts to skid and slide just a quick snap of over or understeer, I can't remember, and goes off the track mm. onto the grass. Max comes around because he's getting the toe from Checo, so he's right behind. Comes around a corner, is distracted by two cars being off the track, and he takes his foot off the pedal real quick in case there's a yellow flag. Ruins his lap. Rebel don't get third and fourth. The reason Max took his foot off the pedal is two years ago in this exact same situation, he didn't slow down for a yellow flag um, and he got pole position taken away. Ah, So he has learned that lesson. Yeah. So after the dust settles, Red Bull is starting third and fourth. And this was shocking. It's shocking, but if you can't be first... That's the better position to be in. Mm-hmm. And Max has said he'd rather be in that second row than the second spot. Hmm. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, you're right. And I, I mean, this is what Something they... Something about where they go, I don't know. It's the air. At, at a normal racetrack, when you're lower to sea level, the air's thicker. So if there's a car in front of you pushing you get a big slipstream a big toe and so you sort of want to be there uh you're getting a toe in p3 in p2 you don't get a toe which means not only are you six meters behind the first place person you aren't you're pushing all the air the way the person in p3 is getting the air pushed for them and they get past you so if you can't be first, you want to be third. Because then at least you get a slipstream. Okay. At altitude, it's not quite as much, but it's something. Okay. And so, yeah, Max was very upfront of saying, hey, we had problems with the car. It was weird, but mm-hmm. glad I'm not second. Yeah. And, and a lot of people took energy, energy engine penalties. Mm-hmm. So a lot of... Even after quality, a lot of moving back to the Yeah, there's back. a lot of movement to the back. Yeah. George had a gearbox penalty and an engine penalty. It was nuts. This long season, 
they've increased the season by three or four races without giving people more parts is really making it difficult for people. But yeah, we've seen a lot of people taking penalties and, but also knowing that they were going to, and that's part of the strategy of when they're going to take the penalty. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when that's why Red Bull did theirs at Sochi. They knew this track sucks for us. Let's do it here and just take our medicine. Yeah. So they did a great job with that. They did. And then going into the race, it looked like it was going to be all about the start. If the Merce- Go ahead. I was going to say, and it partly was. Yep. It. You and I were texting, and I was looking on Reddit while I was waiting for my plane and all this stuff, and people I trust were saying... It's the start. If Mercedes can win going into turn one, it's going to be pit strategy that's going to be the overtakes because there's not going to be great chances to do it on track. Yeah. Because there, you have to be about a second, 1.1 seconds faster than the car in front just to get around them. And there's not a lot of cars that are that much faster than each other. So... We go to the race. It's on big ABC up against the NFL, which was really cool. And you watch the start. And we all knew that Saturday night in the Mercedes trailer, they're talking and they're working out. Okay, here's how we need the start to go. Here... Bottas is what you're going to do. Hamilton, here's what you're going to do. We're not saying you have to let Hamilton buy, but you guys are going to work together to make sure Red Bulls don't get in front. And then you deal with the race yourselves. Yeah. That's just good strategy. And they'd even admit that after the fact. So the lights go out. They get a good start in the Mercedes. And they're going down the track. And I thought, okay, crap. I'm a Max fan. This isn't going to happen. Man, this is going to be crazy. And then all of a sudden, Max pulls out. They switch the shot to where they're coming at the TV down the straight. And Max pulls out from behind Valtteri, Mm -hmm. sort of making his own third lane. At at one point, there's four across. Which is crazy. Which is cringe-worthy. Because you know one person can... The slightest bit of a twitch and you're going to cause a massive accident. So I didn't like it when they were four across too deep in like that. Like, the beginnings of races are really stressful. They really are. And Max pulls out and I think, well, that okay, that's ambitious. And then he breaks so much later than the other Mercedes, it really looked like in football when some players have heard the whistle and they stop and other players haven't heard the whistle and they keep playing Mm. because Max just swooped through the turn in front of the Mercedes and left. Yeah. And then we never saw Max again. Nope. And then we're like, whoa, this is crazy. And then Checo ends up going onto the grass and then we see... 
Valtteri gets spun by somebody. We're not sure. He ends up 180 degrees turned around. In the middle of the track. So everybody's having to go around him so they don't cause hit him. And we see a clip of uh, Alonzo's onboard of the smoke clearing from uh, Valtteri's tires smoking as he spun. The smoke clears and he's looking right at Valtteri and has to swerve. Like seeing cars. It... It was very... It was nuts. Yeah. And somehow in all that, there's another incident. I never really understood how this how it happened, though, to be honest. Mm-mm. And they didn't go back and show it often. We saw... Like one token token replay, but I, yeah, like I said, but I didn't get an the, explanation. The Valtteri thing, in every possible camera angle that they had, we saw it every single way. But we only saw one of the other couple. That's what happens when you're a midfield team. Not even midfield. Yeah, that's true. The bottom guys. Because it's just, oh, look, the bottom guys knock themselves out again. Oh, no. What are we going to do without Haas to talk about this (laughs) week? That's more, it's like, Haas, just don't even go out there. You're just going to cause problems. That fuel costs money. Yeah. But, like you said, we don't really see what happens, but a few other people get crunched. And then Max, after three laps, they they put out the safety car while they clean everything up. Max nails the safety car start, gets ahead of Hamilton by a second and Mm -hmm. change before that first lap. And by lap 10 is up like five seconds. Yeah, he gets ahead. And then Checo never really gets very far away from Hamilton. Mm-mm. And pretty quick, it seemed clear that Mercedes had run the numbers, done the maths, as they say, and knew that this was over. Yeah, that was it. And they tried pit stops and you know they tried things, but they knew it wasn't going to work. And to the point where even late in the race... Hamilton radios and is like, hey, are you guys still there? <laughs> yeah, they weren't talking much, apparently. But I think Lewis just got a little lonely in his car. Like, hello? And it's like, okay, are you guys telling me stuff that I'm not doing because I can't hear you? Yeah. And it... Those lonely races, I kind of feel bad for those guys because you're working just as hard as everybody else. But... You're not getting really any fun. You're not getting to do any of the things and fight. But he had to fight Checo off twice. Yeah. So I think I think that was what was the interesting thing was Max was going to win. That was clear 10 minutes. Yeah. The Mercedes car was just not fast enough this week. But Checo was coming hard for Lewis. It was really, the interesting battle was between two and third, two and three, and then midfield. Yeah. And that was it. And Checo tried really hard, and he got so close a couple of times, but just could not get that extra second Mm -hmm. at the right spot and the right time. Just just couldn't do it. But it was really close, and the last few laps were very intense. And it was really, it was... It was so cool to see that stadium section because that 
that track is so cool that they blew up half a baseball stadium to put a track through it. Every time he came through, and then especially as he came through chasing Hamilton down, that place erupted. Yeah. It was cool because he said after the race that he could hear it. And with all that's going on around him and his headphones and the loud car, the fact that even he could then still hear people yelling for him, like, that's exciting. This warms your heart. That has to be super fun. And his dad was there. His whole family was there. His dad stole the show. I think his dad was more excited than Christian was. Yeah. Christian's just a douchey robot, but it was it was fun though. It was a lot of fun. I'm I'm for someone else winning the championship this year. It's Max, so I'm for Max winning this race. <laughs> but man, I was bummed. Checo didn't get to get that second place. That's what he's lacking. He's gotten a bunch of thirds, and he got the one win. We need to just get that second spot on the podium. But. I was really glad, and you could tell he was excited that he was finally pushing a seven-time world champion to the limit. Yeah. I mean, and Lewis came out. He was, you could tell Lewis was affected. Mm-hmm. This was a hard race mentally and physically. It was a hard race for him, yeah. You could You could really tell. So the fact that he was given a run for his money from Jago. That's that was exciting. And so they won. Really cool to see the car lifted on the elevator. That's a very <laughs> unique podium thing. Yeah. They don't even do it on the start finish straight like at every other track. They do it in the stadium section, you know, turns really twelve fun. and thirteen. Yeah. Cool place to go. At some point I do want to go to that track. But then to your point about Lewis getting out of the car and being affected and dejected, that's carried over. Maybe it's even Man. been it's maybe been contagious. I don't like as soon as it was as it was over, Mercedes social media people, you would think there was a death in the family. Or that they lost the championship completely with the way they've been posting and the messages and Lewis message of we will rise again. Like you got second. There were plenty of teams who'd be very satisfied to have a, a second place. You were still in contention. This it's not over for the season. And you were expected it, it so to dramatic. lose this race. Like you weren't expected to win. Yeah. They weren't d- this dejected at Coda where they were expected to win and didn't. And maybe it's because it's two back-to-back that they're like, oh, okay. But. It's been strange. It's been very strange. They've been taking this a lot more. Harder. Harder than I would have expected. And Mm -hmm. I get because Baltas had a really tough race. After he got spun out, he ended up down at the end. And that was it. The only time he ever got higher up was when people were pitting. And then somehow he still managed to be back at the end. Yeah. And, he, and, he had a bad pit stop. It just, it and was, then the strategy for him like went out the window. He had like what, two stops? It was, it was really weird. 
it was like Mercedes just completely lost what they were doing. Well, they they had the bad stop because they had to stop him again because his hearts wouldn't go all the way to the end. And they couldn't get the tire off. I thought it was going to be a repeat mm-hmm. of Monaco where they just had to say, we can't get the tire mm-hmm. off. You're done. Finally get the car off. Then he goes about his race. Max has taken the fastest lap, which gives him an extra point. So they just, they tell Valtteri, okay, we're going to pit you to steal the point back. And since he's finishing outside the top 10, he doesn't actually get that point, but it means Max won't. So it's stealing it without actually getting it. It's yeah. keeping you from having it. But as he's doing his lap on those tires to get the fastest lap, he's coming back around to Verstappen because Max had already lapped him. So he's kind of unlapping himself. He kind of holds Valtteri up because he knows what's up. He knows what's going on. They told him. And so he not blatantly to where he's going to get in trouble, but he makes Valtteri get a slow enough lap that he doesn't get it taken away. So then they pit him again on the last lap. So he has a one lap try to then get fastest lap. And he does. But that is so clear. You're the intern. You're getting us coffee. We're going to pit you as many times as we have to. Yeah. And maybe that's part of why their social media has been so dejected. Is because everything with Valtteri was a total failure, and not necessarily his fault, but yeah, like, the spin, that was truly like a team problem. I think the spin wasn't his fault, but no, the spin wasn't his fault. But Toto and Lewis have kind of nicely, but I think are frustrated have said the plan was not for Valtteri to open and part the Red Sea to let Max through. Mm. And they haven't they haven't gone so far to say, here's what we said we were going to do, and here's what he didn't do. But they've made clear that what they talked about Saturday night is not what we saw on Sunday. And I don't think that goes into the dejection of the team account, because... The admin's not in that discussion. Yeah. But I can see them being really devastated because they think, okay, we stole this front row. Let's do this simple thing. And then we have a chance. And then that gets screwed up and then it just cascades. Yeah, I don't know. It's nuts. Do you think, by the way, they are posting that they didn't get podium at all? Mm-hmm. And like you said, it sounds like the championship's over. From their, I mean, from their account, yeah. it's all, hey, we'll see you next year. Buy our t-shirt. Love you guys. It's very strange. I don't understand. Yeah. But there we go. Max won by 16, 17 seconds, which mm-hmm. is his biggest margin, I think, since uh, Austria when he won by like 45 seconds. And we literally saw him twice in that race. It was funny. It felt like an old past season with Lewis when he gets first and nobody really cares. People are more excited about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Max wins first and nobody really cares. They're just cheering for Checo. Mm-hmm. And those Checo chants, that just warmed my heart every single time. And I got so <laughs> excited. I It was fun. 
His personality and his story is quickly making him one of my favorite drivers on the grid. I hope this means that he'll get to have a little bit more of a say for his car. Hmm. It won't be Max 2.0. Yeah. (laughs) And he, at the very least, has shown I was the guy who could get this done. Yeah. Because, yeah, the car is better than Gasly or Albon had. Yeah. But he's doing better with that car than they did. And so I'm glad he's being able to show, look, you put me in a car that's fast, even if it's tricky to drive, I can still do it. And so I'm happy for him in that regard. It's been fun. I was worried he was going to kind of ride off into the sunset, but not going to have that happen. That's what Red Bull intends to do with their second driver. Yeah. He has at least one more year and then we'll see. Then they'll, uh, yeah, then they'll take him out to pasture and shoot him. But till then, they haven't done it to Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Ugh, man's a spin. <laughs> but another race this week. Yeah, that was week. We just did week one of a triple letter, Ooh. three in a row, three different continents. Man, that has to be exhausting. It's a logistical challenge, which should be the drive to survive spinoff. It's all the logistics of setting up and taking apart these paddocks. And you can't be back late. To back. Yeah. And everything has to be in just the right spot. Mm. It's fascinating. We've read, I mean, you and I both read long articles about how teardown works. Yeah. Red Bull's been very open about that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I would watch that. Keep doing Drive to Survive, but show me the crew that takes <laughs> stuff down, who schedules the freighter, who schedules the plane, the semi truck. Give me all that. But this week, we're going to Brazil, which I think it's technically the Sao Paulo GP, like we said. But it's at a track called Interlagos, which has lakes around it. Fun. It's it's not at high an altitude as Austria or Mexico City. I always forget how... But it's higher. How high of an altitude Mexico City is. Yeah. I always forget that. And you really... You really recognize it mm. when the Europeans come to town because they can't stop talking about it, <laughs> which, yeah. okay, yeah, it's high, but we have Denver. <laughs> you know, we have I can, the entire mountain time zone Yeah, is at similar altitude. Mm. They're coming from a country that's basically sea level. And they're like, good gracious. Do they not have any races in Europe that are also high altitude? I mean, Austria is the, the closest, but I think... It's, I don't think it's quite as high. Interesting. Yeah, this is the highest, but Austria is high, and it's in the summer, so you have a lot of heat as well. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they couldn't shut up about how high this place it was. It was funny. But, yeah, Brazil has some altitude. That plus the construct of the track has led it to usually be a Red Bull track, but at this point, it's... Shrug emoji. Yeah. The cars this year. Doesn't matter. 
So no clue what's going to happen. It's a pretty track to look at. There could be some rain because of where it is that kind of suddenly happens. So who knows? We could get a wet race. Oh, no. Yeah. At this point, I just want it decided on track in sunny conditions. Just. I just, I don't want any asterisks on. Mm -hmm. On whoever wins. Yeah. Max or Lewis. Let's just have this be a clean win. But we'll see. It'll be interesting. Red Bull like this place. But Lewis has won at least one of his championships on this track. So it's a good place for him. Oh, yeah. And I can't, I just, I can't wait. I love a series. I know it's really hard on the teams and their family Mm -hmm. to do three in a row. But I love when it's seven days till the next race. (laughs) It's great. And we go into it with the driver's championship. Max is ahead by 19 points, which is a lot, but not really that much. Yeah, because how many points do you get if you get P1? If you get P1, you get 25. If you get P2, it's 18. So it's a seven-point delta change each time. Let it be known I made the face again. Yeah, does not like the delta. That's math. But... (laughs) So three times, Max getting second, Lewis getting first, it's flipped. Yeah. A lot can happen still. So much can happen. It'll be interesting to see what does. And then the track after this, we'll talk about after we talk about Sao Paulo, is Cutter, a track F1 has never been to. So no one knows. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. That'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Constructors Championship is off by a point. Oh, ouch. After Bottas has had his two bad showings the past two weeks and two podiums by Sergio, Red Bulls closed the gap. That's going to be painful. People will say that that's what the teams care about because that's where they get their money. Okay. It's from the Constructors Championship. That's how they get paid. But you'll also hear that you can make that money selling t-shirts of a driver's championship. Wow. And Red Bull don't care about a constructor's championship because they'll just sell, they'll come out with another line of Red Bull flavor and they'll just make that much money (laughs) off a prickly pear flavor. It'll be fine. They aren't worried about that. They want Max to get that championship, but they'll take the money if it's there. That's funny. So can't wait. It was another down week for Danny Ricardo. He was pretty oh, subdued. Man. Like he not only did he not do great, he did his best, but he just didn't have a lot of there was no fun social. There's no Danny Rick moment of the week. No. He Oof. It was he, a tough week for him. Yeah. So if nothing else, I hope Brazil brings back fun Daniel. So we have something to talk about in that regard at this point yeah. of the podcast. But he, you sent me that one article from, I don't know where. Yeah. From race fans, from race fans that I thought was interesting. And he pointed out, he likes to make people happy. He's a people pleaser. He, he says, I like to, 
I like to make sure people are having a good time. I like to make people laugh. And you can tell that that's why he's the fun guy in the center of attention because he's trying to make sure everybody else is having a good time. It's less, ooh, let me have attention, but more of, if I do this, can I make you happy? Okay, cool. Will you laugh if I do this? That explains a lot of like, ah, yeah, that totally tracks of how you are. But so when he's not like that, you think, oh, okay, this must be a really tough week for you. Yeah, there must be a lot going on. Mm-hmm. To have that, yeah, that, to be that subdued. You're right. Like, that's tough for him. Well, Daniel, anytime you need to make somebody laugh, you just give us a call. <laughs> Do a quick FaceTime. You'll crack us up anytime and we'll... Fill your people-pleasing cup right up. Always welcome to be our first guest on the That's P1 podcast. (laughs) You never know. You can dream. Hey, stranger things have happened. That's right. Well, next week is Brazil. Watch it. Can't wait to see what happens. This is continuing to be the best season of Formula One in a long time. So if you're hopping in now... Or rewatching races this is a great period of races to be involved. This is phenomenal. It's been fun. It's been great. Yep. That's checkered flag. That's checkered flag. Thanks for listening. <laughs>